Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. So today we're going to be reading from 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 to 5. Here we go. You should know this, Timothy. This is Paul talking to Timothy. That in the last days, there will be very difficult times. For people would love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scuffing at God, disobedient to their parents, mm -hmm, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving. I see this everywhere now. And unforgiving, I see this on Facebook now. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. I see that everywhere. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love, pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power. Listen, they will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. This is coming from Paul. Paul's relationship with Timothy was like me and my pops. He's looking out. He's making sure I'm okay. Son, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm good, Dad. Son, you're, you're, you're slipping up. Are you okay? I'm not doing good, Dad. And he's warning me. Tim, uh, Paul is warning Timothy, say, hey, the world is going crazy. There's chaos happening. There's people who are not loving on each other. There's people who's not showing kindness to each other. And then I read this verse and I said, man, that sounds messed up. Stay away from people like that. When I was reading this verse, I started looking into different translations. That's why I say it's important to have different translations. To understand if Paul really meant to stay away from people, which is explained in this verse. This verse, I'm going to read it again now from the Living Bible Translation. I'm reading the same verse, but not from the Living Translation, the Living Bible Translation. It says, you may as well know this too, Timothy, that in the last days, it is going to be very difficult to be a Christian. For people will love only themselves and their money, they will be proud and boastful and snoring at God, sneering at God, sorry about that, disobedient to their parents, that's, that's, that came again, <laughs> disobedient to their parents, ungrateful to them, and thoroughly bad, sorry, my tongue, they will be hard-headed, oh, a lot of hard-headed, and never give in to others, they will be constant liars and troublemakers, and will think nothing of immorality. They will be rough and cruel and sneer at those who try to be good. They will betray their friends. Man, there's a lot of betrayers out there. They will be hot-headed. There's a lot of hot-headed. Puffed up with pride and prefer good times to worship God. I like that part. Go back, go back. I'm not there yet. And prefer good times to worship God. We only worship God when things are good. 
Okay, verse 5. They will go to church, yes, but they won't really believe anything they hear. The text is not saying to avoid these people like if they had the plague. No, we need to understand that Timothy was a young guy. He was a young minister, and Paul was just looking out for him. Young people, find more mature friends that you can learn how to live from their mistakes. But why would Paul instruct him to stay away from people, you may ask? We see some churches instruct people to stay away from everyone. Don't hang with them because they don't come to our church. Don't hang with them because they don't have the same belief. Don't hang with us because they're not Pentecostal or Methodist or Baptist or, or any other denomination. Just don't hang with them because they're not a part of our clique. But let's remember that we are called to be the light in darkness. And to shine the love and the truth of Jesus into every corner of the world where darkness exists. So Paul was not instructing Timothy to avoid. He wasn't instructing Timothy to avoid those people. Instead, he was instructing him on how to keep his head on straight. As well as how to stay focused in the middle of chaos. Is there chaos happening right now? You watch the news, there's chaos. Every day, there's chaos. On 95, there's chaos. Especially when Dr. Reese is driving. There's chaos. Look, look, Alex said yes. There's chaos. They're getting better. They're getting better. They're shining their light. See, this verse is explaining to avoid being influenced and distracted by people that may display negative qualities. That's what this verse is explaining to us. To, be in, to, to, to avoid being influenced. This phrase, shine your light, that's in our bracelet. We all have it. Uh, shine your light check. I've been doing that lately. I've been making sure you got your, got your bracelets. Oh, got it. Oh, good job, Chad. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I got, yo, it's a lot of people. For those that don't, get your bracelet. But this theme for this year is shine your light. Shine your light. This phrase, shine your light, implies that we have the choice. We can shine the light of Christ that is in us or we can hide it. We can shine it or we can hide it. Here at Sparrow, no, we're motivating you to shine your light. There's a hurting world right now. We need people that can stand up and shine their light. Amen. We could decide to just hide in a bubble all our lives to stay away from people until we go to heaven. The Webster Dictionary tells us, before I get there, the message for today is entitled, Amplify the light within. I'm going to get to the meaning of amplify. Amplify means to increase or to strengthen or to strengthen the amount of. So your light, if you're shining it, we need to work on it to make it brighter. It needs to shine brighter. So let's amplify the light within us. You see, we will not be able to shine our light if we stay away from other people. Or if we hang out around people who have the same way of thinking, it's easy to shine your light here. Think about it. How many hugs did you receive as soon as you went through that door today? A lot. Because it's easy to shine your light here. It's harder to shine your light out there. When you're at work, people can't shine their light. When you're at your doctor's appointment, you just can't shine your light because you're already mad at your doctor because they overcharged you. 
when you're hanging out with your friends, you're just deciding, should I shine my light or should I hide it? We're not called to hide our light, but to amplify our light everywhere that we go. In our existence within this world, it is important for us to both guide and inspire others while also holding strong to our beliefs. You can't allow no one to dampen what you believe. We're in a situation, a crisis right now where people are so confused with everything that they're watching on TikTok. Because as soon as that one pastor comes up, they're already like, oh, that's what the Bible says. But they never open their Bibles to read. They never open their Bibles to find out. Are you getting it? Let's shine our light. We should never let external forces dampen the brightness of our light within. We are living in a time where the gospel that we teach about every Sunday or that the gospel that we teach about every day at 6.33 a.m. If you come to our morning devotional that we've been doing for four years already, right, Pastor? We continue to speak about the, 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 the joy, the joy, the grace, the mercy that Jesus gives us every day. And there's people who do not want to hear nothing about this amazing gospel that we have to share. So how can we be the light in the midst of all the chaos around us? First point, we need to stay connected to the source. We need to stay connected to the source. You want to brighten your light? You want to amplify your light? Stay connected. Paul tells Timothy to avoid them and stay true to his faith, emphasizing the importance of the scripture as guided for a better life. Now, this passage reminds us to stay strong in our faith and to be alert of the negative influence. As believers, though, we have the light of the helper who lives inside of us. Now, it's our responsibility whether we allow it to shine or, 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 or we allow it to hide away. The Bible confirms that we have the access to God's light as believers. We have the access. We have the first come, first serve. Why? Because we made a decision when we were younger to follow Jesus. And when we decided to follow Jesus, Jesus said, here, I'm going to give you somebody called the helper. That helper is the Holy Spirit. He lives in you. So when you can't shine your light, the Holy Spirit is still shining the light. When darkness is trying to surround you, the Holy Spirit is saying, no, 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 don't hurt this one. This, this, this one has a membership. This one has a, 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 a Christian membership, a believer membership that no weapon form against one shall prosper. It's going to be okay for this one. He's, that, this one is probably acting up right now. He's probably slipping. But there's, he's a part of a membership. She's a part of a membership. You see that Holy Spirit who is the helper lives in us. While Jesus walked on earth, he was the human essence of life. While Jesus walked on earth, sorry, he was the human essence of light. Not life, but he's still life. So everywhere he went, he was showing light. When he was allowing the lame man to walk again, showing light. When he told Lazarus to come out of the tomb, showing light. He was always present. He was always showing light. He was always showing grace and mercy and forgiveness. But we live in a world where there's chaos and we want to hide our light. We just want to shut everything off. And this year we've been talking about shining your light. Somebody's light is going off right now. 
You see, when he departed, he left us with the Holy Spirit, which allows us to receive his light ongoing. This Holy Spirit lives in us. This Holy Spirit is someone who continues to talk to us. People say, oh, that's the conscience. No, that's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is speaking to you. The conscience is when you all messed up. That's, that's the conscience. But the Holy Spirit is the person who speaks to you say, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. All of this is happening because you choose to stay far away from me. All of this is happening before, because you choose not to shine your light. John 9, 5 says, if you can put that up. For as long as I am in the world, there is plenty of light. Amen. Let's read that again. For as long as I am in the world, there is plenty of light. I am the world's There's chaos going on, but we have the tool to fix all the chaos. We just have to shine our light and show people what Jesus, because Jesus is the what? The. Jesus is that light. Jesus is that light that lives in us. God's light is the source of hope, the source of peace, the source of joy in our life. You see, it becomes a divine presence that illuminates our path. I have many stories. We all have many stories. Some of us still have stories that we're going through right now. Some of us still have obstacles that we're facing. But the thing that separates us from everyone else is that we have the helper who lives in us. That Holy Spirit is in us. That Holy Spirit is doing a checkup every other day. Hey, you okay? You watch a lot of Walking of the Dead shows on. Uh, but are you, are you spending some time with me? You're on TikTok for 24 hours. Are you spending time with me? Well, what are you doing? That's what the whole, my Holy Spirit is like, bro, wake up. That's how the Holy Spirit speaks to me. He says, you got to wake up. You can't lose hope. You can't get discouraged. The world brings discouragement, but God brings hope. It's become a divine presence that illuminates. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He illuminates our path to help us to navigate through darkness. So when we invite Christ into our life, we must understand that his light becomes our light. So when I'm looking at Patty over there, there's light over there. She wasn't looking at me. That's why I caught her out. (laughs) So when I'm looking at all these amazing people, I see light because there's light shining from inside of you outward. We must understand that his light becomes our light. So it is our job to introduce that light to everyone else. But the problem is we don't know when to shine our light because we get discouraged too fast. We don't want to be politically correct with things. It's not being politically correct. It's being kingdom correct. It's not being politically correct. It's being kingdom correct. I don't talk about Jesus at school. I'm not on a stage preaching the gospel, but my character does. My demeanor does. The way I open the door and say, how are you? Let me tell you something. When we were in um, Wilmington, um, up, up north, before my parents moved to Middletown, we used to go to Wawa. And it's a store that's like the best store in the world. You can get gas. And you'd also get subs um, all at the same time. So while I would go into Wawa to get a sub, no one would ever open the door for me. 
I will always have to open the door for somebody else. <laughs> and then I moved down south with my parents. And then people started opening doors. People started showing common courtesy and opening doors. They, how are you today? And guess what's happening now? Guess what's happening now? That doesn't exist anymore. Why? Because a generation is disappearing. And this younger generation is not being taught how to shine their light. So when I was in Wilmington, yes, it was amazing. I, you know, I had my friends. It was the common thing for us. Hey, it's all right. They, they didn't open the door for us. I went to Middletown. It started feeling more fantastic. Everybody would say, how are you doing? Now my parents moved to Dover. <laughs> and everybody's even nicer down there. They're so hospitable. They're like, how are you today? And I'm like, first of all, I don't know if to say yes or no. I'm just confused. <laughs> but they're so nice. They're so so, so, so happy to see you, man. I feel like I'm a Chick-fil-A everywhere I go. <laughs> you see, to shine your light means that your light needs to be connected in alignment with the source. Which is God. That source is God. And by the teaching that is brought to us, which is found in his word. Now, to shine your light means that your light needs to be connected. Many of us are disconnected. The source is there, but we're disconnected. And then we're trying to figure out why we're going crazy right now in life. Connect yourself. Connect yourself back to the source so that you can continue to walk in his journey. You see, we have to consider, we have to consider ourselves as individual vessels. Individual vessels that are helping to bring hope to this world that is hurting. Everywhere you go, you should be a boat, just walking around, like swimming around, say, hey, you want to jump in my ship? This ship is cool. We talk about God. I can say a little bit about myself. I used to be screwed up, but now I'm not. That's the problem. That's the problem. But we don't want to help anybody anymore. We don't want to lend a helping hand anymore. We don't want to shine our light. Oh, that's good, Pastor. Shine your light. Oh, yes. But as soon as you get on 95, you're, you're a whole different person. Or as soon as the Eagles lose, you're a whole different person. What light? And that's the problem. And that's the problem. Where sometimes we're like, oh, that's my team. We're going all the way. We're going all the way. You guys got y'all jersey on. You guys got y'all hat on. The Cowboys be looking good sometimes. Not all the time. Maybe all right. But we're looking good sometimes. Why? To promote our team. But we don't ever promote our team that we belong to, which is the kingdom of God. We don't promote it. We don't promote it. It's funny. I see all the fishes in the back of the cars when I'm driving. Some of them be backwards or upside down. And I'm like, hey, they trying. That's good. I told Pastor, we're going to get some Scarlet Note logos that we can put in the back of our cars so that he can identify who to be nice to when he's driving. <laughs> no, but we should be shining our light, man. We should be shining our light. You see, when we shine our light, it's about being a vessel for God's love and grace. It means allowing his light to guide our actions, his light to guide our thoughts. You see, when the Holy Spirit is active in our life, we have an ongoing relationship with the Holy Spirit that lives in us because that's the helper that Jesus sent. You see, when Jesus departed into heaven, he sent what? He gave us the 
helper, the Holy Spirit who lives in us, that light continues to shine in us. But sometimes we cover it up so much that we don't allow it to shine because we're worried about everything else. We're worried about the chaos. Guess what? The Bible says that at the end of it all, we're still going to win. We're still going to win. We're still going to win. Chaos is going to come, but we're still going to win. We have to continue to press on. We can't lose hope. We can't get discouraged. You see, it means, again, it means allowing his light to guide our actions, his light to guide our our, our words so that we don't get mad at anybody when we're at Wawa ordering a sub. John 1, John chapter 1, verse 4, 5. Y'all can read this with me. The word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought to the in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. God is therefore when we invite Christ into our we even when you think you messed up you are still glowing. Even when you're going through ups and downs you are still glowing. Why? Because God is in us. Jesus is in us. His presence is in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. We can't allow ourselves to be discouraged by the chaos that's happening in the world. It's happening. It's going to happen. But don't get infected by all the sadness. Be sad with those that are sad, but then be happy too. Why? Because you have the answers. That's why I like this verse, because it said the word gave life to everything that was created. The word is what? Jesus. The word is Jesus gave life to everything that was created. You see, the light that we receive by God prepares a field of luminescence that shines throughout our whole body, projecting us like a lighthouse. We should be a lighthouse for our friends. We should be a lighthouse for our home. We should be a lighthouse, man, for for our, 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 our place of work. We shouldn't be the grim reaper. We should walk and, and know that we have the answers to everything, that the answer is Jesus. But no, don't be too, too into yourself. Just be the light. Smile. Embrace. Say, what's up? I love my job. I work with kids all day. Sometimes they get to me. But I chose that job. But I have an option to show the light or show darkness. And I choose to show the light. There's this quote from John Hagee. If you can put that up, I love this quote. We are indeed the light of the world, but only if our switch is turned on. You are the light of the world. You are all the light of the world, but you got to turn it on. You got to turn it on. Have you seen Lowe's? Lowe's have a lot of flashlights, but they're not all on. You got to buy it, take it home, put some batteries in it, and then turn it on. And that's how we are sometimes. We're saying we're the light, we're the light, we're the light, but we're not shining our light. We wear the bracelet, we're the light, I'm shining my light this year. 2024, I'm going to shine my light. No, man. Amplify the light that is within. Make it shine brighter than ever before. Don't be discouraged, man. I don't know how many times I'm going to say discouraged today, but don't be discouraged. 
The light of God can illuminate even in the darkest places and bring hope to the most vulnerable people. But we have to activate it. You have to turn on. You can't always have your your, your phone on, but not your light. Sometimes we're so into what the world is having that sometimes we're talking to our significant others. We're talking to our husband or our wife. We're at dinner time. We're on our phone. We're never using that moment to say, hey, beautiful, how are you doing? Or, hey, handsome. Right, right, baby? (laughs) How are you doing today? You see, my light don't start only here. My light also starts at home. The light that we're seeking starts at home. This is a source of where we get our light from, which is, could be the church. Every Sunday you come, connect yourself, get that source, get that light. But make sure that your light continues to shine when you leave the church. Because it's easy to shine your light here. It's difficult to shine your light out there. Because what we, do to, what we choose to do, turn it off. It's still shining, but we choose to turn it off. The happy Jose or the happy Rob... It's turned off as soon as they leave the building. But that's not what God wants from us. God wants us to continue to shine the light. The second point that I want to bring to you today is don't allow the world to dim the light that is found within. Paul is not saying to Timothy to hide away from everybody. He's not saying to live in a bubble. He's not saying that. He's telling him to use his discernment, which means judgment, about who he spends his time with. I want you guys to all know, I love all of you guys. I love you with all my heart. If you call me to do something, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's make it happen. But when there's a life that needs light, or when there's a a life that needs to be introduced to Jesus, I'm going to run after that one before I talk to you. Because our purpose is to be the lighthouse of this world, to shine our light, to amplify our light. Why? Because I can call any of you, but our job is to reach the lost so that they can be connected to the source, the source that provides the light. If we are not being proactive to what we need to do to save a soul, then later on we're going to try to be reactive and trying to fix all the stuff we messed up. But that one person is so vital for this house here at Scarlet Hope. Everybody that comes through the door is vital. Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. God wants to change you. He wants to change the way you think, so stop copying everybody else. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Me and my brother and my sister, my brother's not here because you know what's awesome? That he's able to minister at another church. I miss him greatly. It's like I got a big hole in my chest right now. But, don't have me cry. But what I have to say is very important. Me and my brother and my sister grew up in Overview Gardens. If you don't know Overview Gardens, Overview Gardens was just, it was exciting to live there. (laughs) It was amazing to live there. Um, To see all the craziness that was happening. And because we lived in Overview Gardens, guess what that meant for us? 
that meant that we had to go to all the colonial school district schools. And guess what? You know how many bad... You know how many bad, 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 and, and, and hurtful words we've heard about the district because of where the district was located? Oh, that, that school is nothing. That school isn't, isn't going to amount to nothing. Their district is horrible. And guess what? I graduated from William Penn. But my, my, my thing is this. As I said earlier, the light training starts at home. So, yes, I went to public school. Yes, I went to all the hood schools. I did Riverside, South Bridge. They was all together. Wilmington, Wilton, all together. But guess what? My dad was at home doing this. Hey, son, let's pray before you go. Let's pray before you go. And he will pray for us. Sometimes we didn't understand anything he said because he was still asleep. <laughs> but he will pray for us. And because he was praying for us, he was making sure that we left with the light. He was the source every morning for us to continue to shine our light. So, yes, I graduated from the pen. But my story isn't the same like everyone else. I'm here in front of you teaching you about the love of Jesus. I'm here explaining to you that you cannot stop hiding your light. You have to amplify it to the point that everyone can see it. So, yes, I was in lunch with everyone making fun of me because I didn't have the best gear on. That didn't mess up my character. I made friends with all my bullies. I said, what's up, bro? How you doing? I carried on in my workplace now. Hey, brother, what's going on? How you doing? How's life? What's going on? How's the family? How's the, how's the cousins and the nieces and the dog? How's the dog? Because, you know, people are in love with their dogs now. So how's the dog? And guess what? That didn't come from a private school. That didn't come from an all-Christian school. That came because my dad and my mom was putting in the work to make sure that every day we would leave with the light covering us, with the light covering us. Hey, don't forget who you are. Don't forget who you represent. Don't forget that you are, 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 are built for something bigger and something greater. Now my son Nehemiah goes to my school. He's in sixth grade. Oh, it's so fun watching him because he reminds me of me. He plays saxophone, so he has his big saxophone case, and it's bigger than him. And his book bag is, like, bigger than him. And I see him, and now he's at the school that I'm at and that I, that I teach at, and he's a sixth grader. And, and when I walk the halls and I see him walking by, I'm like, Nemo! And he's like, Dad, that's not my name here. That's not my name. And I have to remember that he's cool right now. He's growing. But every time I walk and he's in his class, the teachers, when they close the door and I walk past, they say, Mr. C, I just want you to know that your son is a delight to have in my class. Your son is a blessing to have in my class. I don't have nothing bad to say about your son. Why? Oh, you clap for that. Well, oh, he over there, give me a thumbs up. <laughs> give me a thumbs up. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> and why is that awesome? Why? Because the little seeds that we're putting into my son every day, about the work of Jesus in his life. Let me tell you something. My son had two opportunities to die. When he first got diagnosed with diabetes, he was to the point where he was, his blood glucose levels was at 600. He could have went into a glucose coma. And then when we come back from Puerto Rico, having a mofongo and all those frituras, 
all those foods, those tropical foods, he has to go into A.I. DuPont for an emergency brain surgery. But now I get to see my son. Not allowing stuff like that to push him to the side or to let him uh, feel discouraged by himself. He's at school, smiling away, laughing, joking. And I said, this is what God does. This is what God does. So the more you teach about the light at home, listen, the more you teach about the light at home, the more they will shine at school. The more you teach your kids about the light at home and how the light works in their lives, the more your kids will shine at school. The problem is we want the teachers and the educational people to work it all out for us. But it's our job. It's our job. And I'm saying that because I work at school and I see it and it hurts me because it's a generation that's growing up. While everybody else is partying and having a good time, these kids are growing up by themselves. So please make sure that you shine that light at home so that they can shine as much as they can at school because it's getting dangerous right now. It's getting dangerous and scary. Third point I would like to make today is spread light, not hate. Sure, there are some pretty messed up folks out there. Yep, there are. The Bible said it in Timothy. We just read it. There's chaos happening. But there's some in here too. But the only difference is that we have the helper who lives in us. We received Jesus in our hearts, and now we are okay. Now we're, we're getting through what's called life. It's getting a little bit easier. Is it getting harder? Yeah, because things happen. But we, can, we know who to go to for our help. Because you never know if your compassion might just be the thing that helps turn their life around. This is why we need to show our love and our hope because you never know when you're going to run across somebody and they are down and out and they're there. They're at their last, their last step in life. And they're saying, I just don't know how to do it. And maybe the light that you show them is what they need to overcome that hurdle in their life. Amen. So stop spreading, stop, stop spreading hate and spread some light, man. Spread some light everywhere you go. Say hello to somebody. Pat them on the shoulder. Say, what's up, brother? Sometimes I do that to people I don't know, and they look at me awkward. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're like, what's your name? I'm like, oh, my name's Jose. Yeah. You see, instead of avoiding and hiding from those who embody negativity, I have a lot of friends who don't come to church. But that doesn't mean I stop being friends with them. They don't dictate my outcome of life. My actions and my relationship with God does. Are you understanding? I have friends, yeah, they're like, oh, let's go to the club. I'm like, man, I can go. I'm not going to drink, though. I ain't going to party, but I can go. I'll do, you know, my little, I can. <laughs> but listen, the problem is, is when you get that door that's open and then you fall back to the same place where you were before. That's the problem. You can do a lot of things. You just have to have self-control. You just have to stay connected to the source. You have to let your light shine. I will let my light shine as bright as I can if I was invited to a club. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I will let my light shine as bright as I could if I was in the club. I said, I wasn't able to walk, but now I can walk now. Thank you, Jesus. But this is the problem where, 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 where we become believers and then we don't want to hang out with those people anymore. 
This is our job. Our job is to show the light, not to hide it, not to live in a bubble, not to think that we all got it together and we're holier than thou and we read the King James version. No, it's not about that. It's to show your light even in the midst of darkness. That's what we're here. There's a lot of cracks all over this world that needs a little bit of shining. Don't you agree? Amplify your light. Show them what true love is. This is what we're here to do. We're here to amplify the light that is within us so that we can show what true love. You know how many people are living in this world that don't really know what love is? They think love is just physical. No, it's not. Jesus gave his life for us. That's love. Jesus gave his life for us. Then rose the third day. And then gave us a helper called the Holy Spirit that lives in us. That's love. Show them what true love and kindness and, un, and, and faithfulness looks like. Now, this is a verse. I think, Pastor Jose, you read this. Because, you know, when Pastor Jose does his message um, through our last uh, issue when he was choking on, I don't know what he was choking on, um, he started sending me his verses so I could be prepared in case anything happens. Because we want to make sure that you guys leave with a message, with a word for next week. And, and he starts to send me all his notes, and I'm reading them. I'm like, oh, man, he keeps pointing out these same verses. And God, what am I going to do? Um, but this verse is, is the best verse, I think, is, that is best for this message. Matthew 5, 14, 16 says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp under a basket, but on the lamp stand. Sorry, I have to find myself. And in it gives light to all the whole, all the who are in the house. You guys don't know how hard it is for me to read sometimes. But I'm going to stay here because if I go there, I'll get distracted. We read again just to fix this up. You are the light of the world, a city set on a hill. I wish I had an Aaron like Moses. You are the light of the world, of the world, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand and it. Gives light to all who are in the house. Your light must shine before people in such a way. Listen, your light must shine before people in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your father. Not you, but their father. That's what we're here to do is to continue to glorify the father, to point people on where our help comes from. We have to understand that our, our good deeds that we promote because of our love for God can lead others to him. Psalms 119 verse, Psalms 119 verse 130 from the Message Bible, it says, Break open your words. Let the light shine out. Let ordinary people see the meaning. Sometimes, Someone's breakthrough is at the Wawa. Sometimes someone's breakthrough is when you're playing ball with your friends. Sometimes someone's breakthrough could be at a pajama party that the ladies had. Because what happens is we think that God is only limited to these four walls. And he's not. God is not limited. Stop limiting his capabilities in your life. 
Let's go back to that quote by John Hagee, who's an awesome pastor from Crossroad Church, uh, Cornerstone Church, I think, yeah, Cornerstone Church in Texas. It says, we are indeed the light of the world. You are all the light of the world, but only if our switch is turned on. Many of us see the lamp and we leave all of the message just right here on this table. God wants me to shine my light and only right here on top of a table so I can shine brighter than everybody else. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to shine our light everywhere that we go. We're called to shine our light in everything that we do. We're called to shine our light even in the most awkward positions. We have to shine our light. Again, you see the lamp. You see that it's connected to a source. And we just see this as an example. But let me tell you something. The helper lives in you. So everywhere that I am, the helper is. (laughs) Everywhere that I'm at, or everywhere I'm at, the light is still shining. Baby, come here, baby. Now she blushing. Turn that light. Everywhere that me and my wife are, the light is still. Walk with me, baby girl. The light is still shining. We're in a relationship. Our light is still shining. Not one person or the others. We shine together. Oh, but sometimes it dims. Nope, you messed it up. Nope, you messed it up. But the problem is that sometimes we live our life like this, dim. And God needs us to just brighten up again. How do we do this? 633 meets up at the devotionals with Pastor Jose. 633, spending time with other believers, spending time in devotion, reading your Bible, maybe watching the, what is that movie we've been watching? The Chosen movie, learning some stuff, just, just spending time. You know how many people just want to do this? Hold it, baby. I don't like you. Don't be that kind of Christian. Be the kind of Christian that every time they see you, they're like. (laughs) Be that kind of Christian that every time they see you, they're like, I'm going to get some words of encouragement. Come on, baby. I'm going to get some answers to some of my issues because I've been been having a difficult time right now. Sometimes, sometimes we're walking, and me and my wife have these moments when, when we were dealing with our son at AI DuPont, me and my wife were kind of like this. We were dim. And we had to take a moment, we prayed to God in the middle of the hospital room. We said, God, we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what are good answers to some of the responses that these doctors have and, and, and the actions that they want us to go forth with. And the more we prayed, the more we started feeling a calmness in our spirit knowing that God was controlling everything. So guess what happened? The more we started praying, the more we started to confess Jesus as my son's healing, it started to get brighter. Right? There's a lot of people who are just living life like this, man, stopping it. You're shutting off everybody else's light because you think you got it all together because you went to church on Sunday and you're just living off what you heard on Sunday. But we're called to continue to shine our light. 
The source is there. But because of the Holy Spirit that lives with me, I'm able to bring that light everywhere. I don't have to wait till I come to um, uh, service on Sunday to shine my light. I can shine my light Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We have to shine our light. We have to get encouraged to continue to shine our light. When we're at work, when my wife is at work, oh, you don't know. My wife is a boss lady when she's at work. My wife my works everywhere, all around the world. Oh, mm. <laughs> and she walks, works all around the world. She just came back from Dubai and Sweden, and sometimes she comes to me, and she be talking to me like a boss lady. I'm like, oh, calm down. I'm like, baby, I love you. You don't got to come at me like that. <laughs> but when she's hurt and when she feels disqualified, we take a moment and we allow Jesus to come in the midst of us and we start to encourage one another. And that light starts to amplify itself. Family, friends, don't allow that light that you have inside of you to diminish or go dim because someone else is his problem. Remember that you're in this journey by yourself. You also have the helper who lives in you. That's the Holy Spirit. But your journey is your individual journey. You're not going to be the best. You may not be able to memorize verses from the Bible like me sometimes. And sometimes I say, babe, you know that story about the man of the man that had the fish and the loaves? Where's that found at? And she says, oh, I'm like, thank you, baby. Sometimes we think that because we can't memorize or because we can't um, 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 verbal, uh, uh, speak clearly, we think that we're limited. Don't allow your disabilities that you may have, because we all have some form of disability, that you may have work against you. Allow your impossibilities to be a possibility in the sight and in the hands of God. So before I get any messages on Facebook, this is an LED light, has a remote. No, no, no witchcraft or blue headie out here. Um, I just made sure I charged it up before I brought it. Huh? It, it, they're like, oh, snap. But that's the problem. Like, we, we become people who just want to turn off the lights for everybody else. Be that source that someone can come to you and say, hey, I need some words of encouragement. I'm struggling right now. Where can I get that help? Where, where, who, how can I get directed? Show me. So today, I'm excited to bring this word to you. Our relationship with God is what allows our light to shine brighter every day. What? Our relationship. Our relationship with God is what allows us to shine our light brighter each and every day. Not our relationship with self. It's our relationship with God that allows our light to shine. So let's not lose this opportunity to amplify the light that is found within. Did you guys receive something this morning? Did you guys receive something this morning? Let's all stand to our feet. Let's all stand to our feet. Oh, God, thank you for this, Father. You don't know what I was going through, guys. You don't know what I was going through. And the reason why, because I'm human too. And I have ups and downs. And then I kept seeing the bracelet shine your light. It works. You just look at it. You get motivated. Shine your light. And it's funny. Sometimes I'm acting like kind of messed up. And I'm like, shine your light. I'm like, ah. 
Shine your light, amplify your light. I left you with three points. Stay connected to the source. Don't allow the world to dim the light found within you and spread light, not hate. Hopefully we're inspired today with this word. I just want to pray over you guys. For those that are watching, thank you. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.